We want to hear about what's happening in your town, suburb, school, church, community project or organization. Send your information, stories, achievements, events and news to content at capepulpit.co.za. Good evening, good evening everybody. It is Monday in the Mother City here on Radio K Poop at 7 to 9 a.m. You are here with a 180 degree team. I am Inga Stoffels and I'm joined by my wonderful co-host. I almost said your name. Oh, yeah. Go for it, go for it. Sorry, sorry. Almost stole your thunder. Oh my goodness. Thank you for such a warm introduction. I get the same beautiful introduction every week and I'm going to give it now to our other co-host. You didn't even say your name. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm Zoe George, not Zoe Zoe. Brown. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I I was even over the whole Zoe Brown move already. You know, I actually came into work today and Inga was here and I was like, Inga, where is Zoe George? Zoe George. And I I I emphasized on George. I was like, ooh, full names. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We'll use full names, but hello. Hi. Welcome to 180 Degrees. It is me, Dalton Young. Back in studio, not alone, obviously. Inga Stoffels and Zoe Jordan. I almost said Zoe Brown. Now, can you see Zoe? <laughs> you see Zoe. What Zoe, you started? Zoe started something here that uh, that's really not going to happen. But there's a fun show planned for you guys. Mm. If you just tuned in, welcome to 180 degrees. Happening on the quiz on, on the quiz today. Happening on the show today, rather. We have what's down in Cape Town coming to you soon, and then we're interviewing Michelle Lynx. Mm. We're going to be speaking to her a bit later on. Then we have the Bible quiz. Your happy health tips, and I can already hear Inga saying that. Chocolate is still, you know, the best no, guilty wait, pleasure. No, guys, guys, are you tired of that? Because I'm tired of that. <gasps> are you tired of chocolate? Yeah. <gasps> You're tired of chocolate? Yep. That's it, divorce. Are you tired of being happy? <laughs> Instant. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding, guys. You know chocolates are the true source of happiness. As Facts. you should, as <laughs> you should, per. But it is two minutes past the hour of seven o'clock. If you want to get a hold of us, Zoe, where can people get a hold of us on social media? If you guys would like to contact us on WhatsApp, and we would love, love, love to hear from you, please contact us at 081-729-1657. We are awaiting those WhatsApps. Mm-hmm. So, interesting weekend. How was your weekend? My weekend was fan relaxing, actually. Yeah, it was fantastic. <laughs> so it was fan relaxing. It was fantastic. Relaxing is the best for me. Like. You know, Saturday, we actually were just chilling at home, and I told my husband, let's price. I made potato salad, bean salad, I spiced the chicken, did the meat, Amen. and we just had to go braai, and it was, oh, it was the best. And now that my child can walk, I'm like, <gasps> now I just put it down, and I'm like, go. <laughs> I, first of all, the fact that you already having your, you know, I've seen so much memes about people saying that <laughs> they want to, they can't wait until they have their family one day so that they can make the salad in the kitchen. The husband could be really? outside. Right. I've yeah. seen so much memes and now Inga's living her best life here. Right. Hashtag jealous. <laughs> can I say? But that sounds interesting. Zoe, what did you get up to this weekend? I was pretty much just coerced into going to a guy's night. Such a lawyer, coerced into <laughs> going to a <laughs> Yeah, but it was a fun weekend. I mm. can't remember what much what else I did besides work. Mm. Being a law student is no joke. That's a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Dalton? What did you well, do? Well, it was weekend? my birthday last week. Yes, Ooh, happy snaps to you. Thank you. Okay, go snaps. Go. In fact, let's not give snaps. Let's give a crowd cheer. Oh. 
Happy birthday, Dalton. And I'm not going to sing for you right now, but okay. you do have a fun song lined up there for us. Oh, yes, the groovy movie for this week. So if you think you know what it is, do stick around because we'll be getting to that a bit later. But yeah, my week was okay. I was actually off last week, the whole week. People are probably wondering, where did I disappear to? I'm still here. Uh, <laughs> I came in this morning and Brad was like, oh, I thought you went back to Joburg. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm still here, Brad. So yeah, but it was a very chilled weekend. Spent most of it at home, actually. Went to church yesterday, filled myself mm. up again with the Holy Spirit to continue this week, and here we are back again with 180 degrees. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Now, this week I was actually just speaking to the girls off air, and I was saying to the girls, this is the month of Patisseries. If you don't know what a patisserie is, a patisserie is a bakery. We didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Inga literally just asked, "What is a patisserie?" She was like, "Can I just ask what I asked is a internally. patisserie?" No. So we asked. I said, "Why didn't you just say bakery?" Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but this month we'll be focusing on some of Cape Town's best bakeries. Maybe just include a few from Joburg, or maybe some in sub Africa, or not sub Northern Africa. You, yeah. You know, maybe we'll we'll find a few of those good places for you. But let's start off this week's What's Down in Cape Town with. Tessa's Bakery. I had a lovely conversation with George early on. He is the manager there at Tessa's Bakery. And he sent me such a a beautiful liner. Not a liner. He sent me a beautiful description of Tessa's Bakery. And I think this is really captivating. You guys might want to listen to this. Tessa's Bakery focuses on anything from cupcakes, your classic chocolate cakes, and red velvets to celebrate any celebration to suit your need from birthday party cakes to wedding cakes or graduations. Now, you can purchase from the store or via online or even via email, and you can still do that as well. It is also a family-run business using all the same recipes that Tessa used all her years ago in the kitchen with the best ingredients to maintain the same standards and quality of cake you will have anyway. Now, our pricing, their pricing options rather, start from 25 rand and it goes up from from 25 rand up. Some of the cakes as well, classic cakes are 350 rand. Oh. Now, let's talk classic cakes. These are cakes that are top-tier cakes, if you get what I'm saying. I had Limino's Bakery last week, and absolutely phenomenal. I never knew Cape Town's patisseries would be this good. But here we are. We're waiting for Tessa's Bakery to send us a cake. Hopefully, she will. But some of the cakes also start at 350 and go up to 750 rand, knowing that this is a high-end bakery. You can find them online, and their contact details are uh, 021-551-6107. I repeat, 021-551-6107. Or you can go and visit their website. Order online. It is www.tessasbakery.co.za. Now, Dolce Bakery. Ooh, I know. I, I was waiting for Zoe to say, Ooh. <laughs> it, it does sound expensive. But also, spoke to the owner, Moshe Shkofa, not him, I spoke to his son, rather, also earlier on, just to get a bit of more background and feel to Dolce Bakery. But the founder of Dolce Bakery, Moshe Shkofa, had a great love for both food and people and started the bakery in 2019. Now, Moshe kept the business in the family, spreading... Uh, 
spreading happiness with no regrets after a few years, it was taken over by his son, Raffle Soffer. The new adventure in 2014, Dolce Bakery expanded with a retail shop, becoming a beloved neighborhood bakery and confectionery. The new store, the new store brought it with a flurry of new ideas that included savory items from the New York style, uh, traditionally boiled bagels and to treat vegans, catering for all tastes and preferences. Now, whether you're vegan, you love your cakes or you love your sandwiches, you can get a hold of them on 021-447-2532 or you can go and visit them at the 38 Oyster Road or Rochester Road rather and the Observatory in Cape Town. And that is what's down in Cape Town this week. I am actually looking forward to next week's. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually really looking forward to next week's. Can't wait to find out among more patisseries. Is oh. that the word, patisserie? I think it's a Yes, it's a patisserie. Yes. Why did I get so confused for a second? <laughs> Isn't I was it a bakery? <laughs> wow. <laughs> sure, sure, Inga, sure. It's a bakery. For Inga, we'll call it a bakery. But if you do want to get a hold of us, you can do so. Our WhatsApp lines are 081-729-1657. Or you can go to our Facebook pages. We are Radio K Pulpit slash Copsa Council. Or you can go to our Instagram, Radio K Pulpit. You can find me on social media. I am at TallboyZA across all socials. Inga, where can people get a hold of you? Well, across all socials, and by that I mean Insta, I am Inga underscore Stacy, and on Facebook, I'm just Inga Stoffels. Mm. And if you want to find me, though I don't know if you'd like to, you can find me at Zoe Dieko, D-I-E-K-O. 081-729-1657. Before we get into our interview, uh, I think we should get into our interview, actually. Yes. Yeah. Let's definitely. get into our interview. So I am very, very, we are very excited. You know, the interview is our favorite part of the show because we get to hear new things, learn new things. And yeah, we are just excited for what's coming. So today... We have a very dynamic woman of God, Prophetess Michelle Links, that will be joining us. She is a wife, a mom, a property agent, a mom of three, I might add, and one of the visionaries of the Love Church International. Prophetess Michelle will be sharing a little bit on what God has done for her and how he has used her pain for purpose. Good evening, Pastor Michelle. Good evening. Can you hear me loud and clear? Yes. Yes, we can hear you. We can hear awesome. you. <laughs> we are awesome. so excited. You did well with the, you did well with the, with the patisseries, with the, with the, all of that. <laughs> Kisses Bakery, I'm there. I'm so there. I was just imagining all of these cakes. Well done. Well oh, done. thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us tonight. And, you know, before we get into the interview, can you tell the listeners just a little bit about your testimony? My testimony, well, I'll start, I'll just condense it, but from the age of about six, five years old, um, I lived in a very intense um, environment, dysfunctional home, I would say. I was sexually abused as a little girl, and that really affected me as a, as a child, and I didn't speak about it for about eight years of my life. So I was carrying this this hurt, this pain with me for a long, long time. And so eventually I spoke about it, but I was never healed. I was never restored from this pain. Besides that, my dad was um, alcoholic. And so we lived in, you know, domestic violence, poverty. And it was, it was like the norm to have arguments in the house every day. And so that affected me as a young girl. And later in my school career, I was very introvert. I was an introvert child. I never spoke. I never got involved in any sports and activities because I had a low self-esteem. 
because of what had happened to me as a as a young girl. And then at the age of 18, I then got involved with um, a guy. It was not even a Christian guy. It was a Muslim guy. I was not saved then at that stage. But I started rebelling. I started rebelling. I started hating my father because I thought that he was absent. He didn't protect me. And so I did everything that I was not supposed to do. <laughs> and so after the two years of our relationship with this guy that I dated at 18, I then got involved in the drug scene. And so I don't think you would know about it because you are still so very young. But at that stage, um, ecstasy was the rave drug. It was called the love drug. Mm. And so I would, because I needed love, I wanted love and the drug made me feel loved and you felt just so amazing, but it was false. It was a false love. It was a high, but then it had extreme lows. And so I was very involved in the drugs, in the drug scene, um, rave scene. So I would go to clubs on a Friday and I would come home on a Monday morning about seven o'clock and then from there go to work. Still tripping, still high. And then it just became worse, hmm. you know. And then from ecstasy, I started snorting cocaine, smoked weed. Yeah, so that was that was quite intense. But the reason why I did that um, is because I needed healing. I needed love. And I was looking for love. And the people that were surrounding me, I thought that they loved me. Yeah. But it was all counterfeit love. You see what drugs does, it gives you a counterfeit feeling. It's not authentic. And so the devil lies to you. And he, and he says, this is it. You know, people don't understand you. Your father doesn't understand you. Nobody understands you. They all rejected you. But this is the real thing. So I was looking for love in the wrong places. Mm. I but think- it never, ever ends. Yeah. I think yes. that kind of gives a bit of a rundown to a song, and I'm sure you might know this, and our listeners might know it as well, that all you need is love. Yeah. You know that song? It it, it, mm. it kind of mm. takes me back to that song. And the fact that you're saying that, you know, the love drug at the time was ecstasy, it made you feel some type of way, it made you feel in love, but the fact that you reclaimed that statement and you said it made you feel a false love. Could you tell us yes. what the what took what could you take out of the process, rather, of coming out of your drug addiction? Okay, so I will I will share with you my encounter with the Lord. So um, it escalated. It first got worse before it became better. So from there it went into cocaine. So what happens with cocaine, it makes you feel empowered. Okay, it makes you feel like you're in control. So um, I went on and went on and went on and... Um, I even dated someone that was much older than me, like close to 10 years older than me. And I think I was attracted to older guys because looking for a father figure. There was no true love. It was more looking for a father figure. And so I remember one night um, I was supposed to go out. It was a Friday night. and But before that, the Holy Spirit started ministering to me, which I did not know at that stage was the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I would be sitting at friend's house and I just felt it tugging on my heart and saying, and I looked around and I said, this can't be it. I cannot go on like this, you know, cause it's drugs make you feel good, but it's a, when you come down yeah. from that reality you, mm. and you have to deal with the pain, you've got to deal with the realities of life and then you go on extreme lows. So 
that night I was supposed to go out to a club and I just felt that I didn't want to go. I felt a dissatisfaction. I felt I didn't feel like going. I just felt like being at home. And that night I locked my room door and I felt so sad and I felt so frustrated. And I said, I cried out to God. I mean, like, I never, this was like, I was not a church going person. Yeah. yeah. I did go to church. I would go do the occasional church, you know, Christmas, Easter, that kind of thing. And it was a drag. Mm. I didn't enjoy church. And that night I cried out to God and I said, God, if, if you can help me, like really, you need to help me because I don't know what to do anymore. I felt like I was going by mind because I was dealing with so much of rejection and pain and I'm on drugs and, and my parents are concerned and my family's concerned and it's not getting better. It's getting worse, you know, but prior to that, let me just share a little bit of a testimony, um, how it also happened and what sparked, I think the salvation was just prior to that. I had an abortion and it was a just completely wrecked me. And I thought that I was in control of this mm. pain yes. and I remember being in the abortion clinic and I remember my sister wrote a letter to me and it was the song. I'm not sure if you know the song, but it's by Martha Manuzi. It says, Save the Name of Jesus. Mm, yes. And I remember having that letter in my back pocket and I remember staring out at the window that day. It was a cloudy day. It was a, it was a lonely, cold environment. You don't know anybody there. You only have yourself. I didn't know the Lord at, at that stage. And I took out that letter and I started saying, say the name of Jesus, say the name of so precious. There's no other name I know. And I think the Holy Spirit started ministering to me from that stage really. And I went through the procedure and everything, but it was one of the worst experiences that I had it felt like my life was ripped apart. And then after that, a week later, that's when I found myself in my bedroom because I still had that pain and I still had that guilt mm, and that yeah. shame because it was my secret. It was my secret and nobody knew. My parents didn't know. My friends didn't know. It was just my secret. And it was such a cold procedure. You go in and you come out and it's mm. just a transaction. Mm. You know, there's no support. There's no counseling. You just go in and you go out and you go home and no one talks to you after that. You know, and then I just said, Lord, you have to help me. I, I'm desperate. Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And right there, I started singing a Sunday school song, you know, and it was, it was weird because <laughs> it was a Sunday school song that was still <laughs> inside of me, yes. inside yeah. my spirit that was still there that the Lord had awakened. And I just said, Jesus, help me. That's all I said. And I found myself crying. Mm. And the Holy Spirit said, take, take a book, take a pen. And I started writing and the Lord was starting to write to me, through me, you know, and that was so amazing. And that was my encounter with the Lord. It was mm. supernatural. It was not in, in a church, it was not in, it was just an intimate gathering because the Lord knew that I wouldn't mm. walk up for salvation. <laughs> Yeah. The Lord yes. knew how to deal with me. The Lord mm. knew that I was, he's not going to find me in a church. <laughs> yeah. and I'm going to go up and go. And so God is so amazing. It's like the woman, you know, at the well. Yeah. He met her at the point of a need. 
He knew exactly what time to be there and he knew exactly how to minister to her without condemnation, without anything like that. And what the Lord had done in my life was really supernatural because I said to the Lord after I got saved, I said, God, I don't want to be involved with any guy. I don't want, I don't want anything. You know, I just want to serve you. And, but God, you know, God's ways and his plans are not ours. Yeah, it's very and true. And so the Lord, <laughs> the Lord just like surprised me. And so that was the 9th of January, 2004 that I got saved. Wow. That's... And six months late. Yeah. Six months later, I met my husband. Quite a journey that you've been on. Like, obviously, as you said, God had to meet you in a very particular place. He wasn't going to meet you in a church. And the encounter you had is very no. supernatural. So I would like to ask yes. that obviously this encounter genuinely changed your life for the better and you just became more and more serious and your your relationship with God deepened even more so. But this eventually would lead you to go into ministry. So I would like to ask, like especially with the background that you've had, when you first entered ministry, <laughs> did you have any doubts about whether this was authentically what you were supposed to do? Oh, yeah. The Lord very, oh my gosh. God has got a sense of humor. God <laughs> has got a sense of humor. I tell you, he doesn't call the qualified. He very qualifies true. the called. And so in June that same year, I met my husband. And so I was obviously in no frame of mind. I, I didn't want to meet anybody. I, I wasn't thinking of relationships. I just wanted the Lord. Mm. And when my husband met me, he knew that I was his wife, but I didn't know that I was his wife, if mm. you know what I'm saying. He already knew God spoke to him. And so he had his confirmations. He was ticking his boxes the day that he met me on the 4th of June, 2004. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I knew nothing. I was not interested, but God <laughs> spoke. And I, I mean, it, uh, he introduced himself twice that evening, you know, just to make sure that I do not forget him. Talk about <laughs> I like, remembrance. I was like, why is this guy introducing himself twice? I'm like, what is, what is this? I, I met you now. Why are you telling me your name again? But anyway, <laughs> that was 2004. So God accelerated the process. God really accelerated the process. But when I got saved, I was radical for God. You know, I believe in going all the way in. I was radical for the devil. And so I need to be radical for God because mm-hmm. no man could do what God did for me. Mm-hmm. I struggled for many, many years and God delivered me and set me free. I never went back to drugs. I never went back to alcohol, never went back to smoking weed or cigarettes, never went back, never stepped my foot in a club again. Mm-hmm. So when God set me free, he delivered me from addictions, from pain, and he healed me from everything. And only God could do that. No psychiatrist, nobody could help me. Me. You mm. know, I thought I was going to go from my mind, but God healed me literally sure. from my mind to my body, to my heart. And then that same year, 2004, that I got saved, August, um, my husband wanted to pursue relationship. But, you know, uh, we, we were very spiritual. <laughs> well, he was very spiritual. He said, okay, let's do a 40-day uh, fast and pray. Yeah, my husband's very spiritual. Mm. Let's do a separation. <laughs> And let's just find out if this relationship was from the Lord. And so I want to encourage all the single ladies, all the single people, don't rush into relationships. Make sure that it's from God, you know, because, you know, he will find a wife 
finds a good thing. thing. Not he will find <laughs> not he will find a girlfriend. Yeah, you know. And so yeah. it's important <laughs> that we don't go hopping, especially in church, because you know character mm. is important. Mm. And so mm-hmm. that was very important for me. That was very important for him. Mm. And I didn't want to miss around. So 2004, I got saved. Uh, 2005, April, I got um, engaged, and 2005, December, I got married. So. And then 2007, um, we got ordained as pastors. So, yeah, I was, I was pregnant at the time. Mm. I, you know what? I didn't pray and ask God, please, Lord, ordain me. Oh, Lord, I want to really be in ministry. Oh, this is for me, God. I want to be a pastor. No, it Mm. happened supernaturally. Everything in my life. Was supernatural. Mm, sure, and I want the time I got saved. Yes, yes. and I want I want to ask you know about your life before you were called to ministry. Did you have a passion, yes. or let me say, what is your passion? Oh no, I loved love Jesus. You know, mm. I'm always so grateful for what the Lord had done, and I think for me, whatever He tells me to do, I'm there. I'll do it. Because I'm always have an attitude of gratitude. I never want to become familiar mm. with what yes. God had done for me, you know, because yes. we can so easily forget. And so I've always loved, I mean, for me, I would just always have that gratitude. So whatever God tells me to do, I do it. I have a passion for ministry. I cannot, I must say, I must admit that I didn't see myself in full-time ministry. And it has been, you know, it's not easy when you work with people. It can be challenging. And, and ministers don't often tell you that, but it can be challenging because you're working with people, broken people, people that are hurt. And so it can be challenging, but I believe mm. that God can give you the grace. And when God anoints you for something, yeah. you know, he will, he will, he will enable you. And I believe that the anointing is the enablement to do what God has called yeah. you to do. Speaking about, and so always, yes. Speaking about enabling, what do you have a word of advice out there for anyone wanting to go into full-time ministry? Yes, lots of advice. <laughs> Number one, you need to know that God has called you. Don't call yourself. God must call you. You know, don't put yourself. There's a difference between ambition and being called because we find many ambitious people. And what happens is you get hurt in the process. You know, and it's so important why I'm saying that you need to know because there are going to be times, not just mountaintops, they're going to be valley moments. And you can't say, God, you know, you called me, but I never called you. You called yourself. You put yourself out there. So number one, very important, know that God had called you. Always have a word backed up. You know, it's, it's such important. I would say after, after salvation, after marriage, knowing that you called Oh my gosh, it is, it is crucial that you know purpose. Purpose is so important and don't be in a hurry. Sometimes people get frustrated and they're like, I want to do this. I want to preach. Being called and being ministry is not just about preaching. It's about living out your purpose. And many times people look at the pulpit and they see as that is ministry. Yes. Ministry is not that. Yes. Ministry is about changing lives one one person at a time. Mm-hmm. It's your everyday life. For, for example, just an example, we were at the airport the other day. 
I had on a T-shirt that said God first with Matthew 6, verse 33. I got to the ticket counter and this guy asked me, how are you doing? And I said, I'm so blessed. Mm. And he looked at me and he was so, he's so surprised. That is being unashamed of the gospel. And I said to him, I'm, I'm so blessed. And he looked at me and he said, before I proceed your ticket, I need to write down the scripture. And I started ministering to him. Mm. And mm. then I got onto the, onto the plane. I sat next to a lady. She looked at my t-shirt and she says, Oh my word, like, what, are you from the God first church? Well, and I started speaking to her and she says, Oh my goodness, I know about you. I always wanted to chat to you. And so wherever we go, that is ministry. Mm. We need to be the yes. light and we need to be the salt. So don't confine ministry just to an institution yes. and just of what's in the church, but it's your everyday life. So, so true. We are Living all, a life of ministry. We are, yes, we are all in full-time ministry. Mm, true. All of us. And you spoke a lot about your your life and, you know, what you've been through. So for those people that have listened tonight, or like you said, that lady mm. on the airplane who said she's heard mm. you, she's wanted to connect with you, where can people yes. who has been listening tonight, where can they connect with you? Where can they find you? Uh Okay, I'm on Facebook, and so in Messenger, you can inbox me. I do have a TikTok account, <laughs> but I don't have so many followers, but I'm trying. I'm also on Instagram. It's Michelle Jesus Girl Links, so I'm on there. So you're welcome to inbox me, um, yeah, anytime. You know, my passion is to help women. That is one of my passions. You asked me yeah, about my so passion. Yes. I love helping women just to you know, propel them into the next season mm. and just to tell them, live unashamed, unashamed of the gospel and just be you. Don't allow mm. anyone to put you in a box, especially a woman. Yeah. Many people will yes. try to put you in a box, but I, I pray that you will break open the box and break be authentically you. Absolutely. You got it, girl. Take off yeah. the sellotape off the box. <laughs> yes. Thank hey, you. Hey. Thank you so much for such a fantastic interview, Michelle. Oh my goodness. We are so blessed to have had you grace Thank our present you. this evening. So we'd just like to say good evening here and we'd love to have you on again in the near future. Thank you. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, everybody. It was awesome. And I pray that awesome. people's lives will be changed. And thank you for doing what you're doing. No you know, problem. You are unashamed of the gospel yes. and keep spreading the good news of Jesus. Amen. Thank, thank you, thank so, you much, so much, Michelle. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Well, if you're wondering what's coming up next, we still have some more music. Kim Walker-Smith with Home. But before we go to that, we still have the Mystery Bible Quiz. Now, if you think you know what it is, do stick around. 180 Degrees on Radio Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Mystery Bible Quiz Indeed, it is testing time, something you would not do in your house unless you're homeschooled because we just listened to Home by Kim Walker-Smith. Oh, I wanted to see where you were going with that. Oh, no, Ooh. I had Google Maps. I Clever. had a plan. <laughs> but yeah, let me ask you guys this week's quiz. It's an interesting one. As we all know, biblical people lived very, very long. They did, yes. Mm-hmm. So how long did the first man mentioned in the Bible, Adam, Live. No man. No man. Adam. It's Adam. 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 <laughs> Adam. <laughs> Adam. Wow, Zoe. <laughs> okay, Zoe George. Yes. Where are you from? <laughs> Hi, my name's Zoe George. I'm from Texas. <laughs> Hi, my name's Zoe George. I'm from Massachusetts, California. <laughs> no, Zoe, it's Adam. <laughs> 
a damn. <laughs> I was like, Uh-oh. I looked at her face to see if she's joking. Even me, this I looked girl at her. Was serious. But if you think you know how old Adam was when he died, please do not hesitate to send us a WhatsApp on zero eight one seven two nine one six five seven. Not a damn. <laughs> His name was. A, you make it sound like there was two different All men the country, in the Bible. Yeah. All the people with that accent feel so victimized right now. I see y'all. <laughs> I see y'all. So Child. Again. Anyways, so um, yeah. If you think you know what the answer is to this week's mystery Bible quiz for Adam, uh, how old was Adam when he died? Let us know. Our WhatsApp lines are zero eight one seven two nine one six five seven. You can get a hold of us on social media. We are Radio K Pulpit slash Cops Council on Facebook and on Instagram Radio K Pulpit. I'm Tallboys the Day across all socials. Inga Stoffels. I'm Inga underscore Stacy. I'm Zoe Diego. I almost said Zoe George for some oh. reason. <laughs> okay, but anyways, that's where you guys can get a hold of us, and that's where you can send your answers through. We already have our winner for the Groovy movie, but we'll give him a bit later on in the show. But right about now, you know what time is it? It is time for our health tips. Health tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. So this week's happy health... I almost said this week's Bible quiz. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Before we even get there. So chocolate is not the source of happiness. We said that in the beginning of the show. I don't want to be, you know, repetitive. Ooh, okay, child. (laughs) So this week's happy health tips is about... Is happy health tips for low blood sugar. So if it's not clear what's causing low blood pressure, oh, pressure, or no treatment exists, the goal is to raise your blood pressure and reduce signs and symptoms. Depending on your age health and type of low blood pressure you have to do what you can but also please don't forget to consult a medical professional when doing these please number one use more salt experts usually recommend limiting salt in your diet because sodium can raise your blood pressure sometimes dramatically for people with low blood pressure that can be a good thing but because excess sodium can lead to heart failure especially in older adults it's important to check with your doctor before increasing salt in your diet. Number two, uh, and this is one, this has, this has been one for every single health tip actually, whether it's mental health, mm-hmm. whether it's, but it's so important for things. Whether it's for your skin. Yeah. But it's like, it is so important. Yeah. And Definitely. not enough. And I don't do it. do it. Let me drink my water swimmer. <laughs> so drink more water. Fluids increase blood volume and help prevent dehydration, both of which are important in treating hypotension. Number three, and I did not know about this one, wear compression stockings. The elastic stockings commonly used to relieve the pain and swelling of varicose veins can help reduce the pooling of blood in your legs. Hmm. Oh, I actually know about this. My granny, who, my late hmm. granny, actually used these. It helps a lot. Not Zoe laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering why Zoe. I don't think, it's actually more of like a stocking, but the toes are cut off, so your toes will actually like stick oh, out, right, but right, it right, comes all the way up until like your mid-calf, okay, mm. or whatever you, whatever you call it. But yeah, it actually okay. really does help a lot. Awesome. For all you people who get swollen yeah, feet, really yeah. do consider looking into that. And the final one is medications. Several medications can be used to treat low blood pressure, and that occurs when you stand up for example, the drug fludrocortisone, which Ooh. boosts your blood. Yeah, I was like, I was preparing to it's say that word. <laughs> which boosts your blood volume is often used to treat this form of low blood pressure. 
So those are the health tips for tonight. If you know someone or if you yourself are suffering with low blood pressure and don't know what to do, those are some tips. But remember what I said, consult your medical practitioner. Okay, can we just say for the fact that Inga always says go and consult your medical practitioner. Remember, I think it was the week before, last week she was like, go and see your doctor if you feel any pain. If mm. you want to eat if more salt, are, go yeah. to your doctor no, first. No, really. Because, I mean, these are tips, but none of us are medical professionals. Mm-hmm. So. I don't even do natural, like life sciences or anything. I, mm. I can't give advice. And have, also, don't go to students. Like, yeah. go to them yeah, for, like, no. advice. And don't go to Google. Yeah. Guys, go to someone guys, who's qualified. Google. If I say I have a headache, Google will be telling me I have a tumor. Bruh. Like, Google will give you the worst I can't, case scenario. I can't explain to you how much times I should have been dead, according to Google. Dude. I think one day, I think, oh, it was my appendicitis. I was getting um, cramps on my appendicitis. Mm. And I Googled lower abdominal cramps. Mm-hmm. And Google was telling me, yeah, you have cancerous cells. And I'm just mm. like, yo, 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 yo yeah. what's going on here? Everything ah, is a deep. symptom of cancer. I've uh-huh. No, really. Yeah. Well, that is our happy health tips. Thank you so much, Inga Stoffels, for providing the happy yeah. health tips for this week. Let's go back to some more music. Coming up next, it is Kirk Franklin featuring Stevie Wonder with Why. As I look out into the world, there's some things I see that I want to talk about. Can I talk about them? Yo, I had to bring some company home for this one.
But that was Kirk Franklin featuring Stevie Wonder with Y here on 180 Degrees on Radio Cable, but 729 AM. Unfortunately, it is 57 minutes past the hour of 7 o'clock. Fortunately, we get to go home to our warm, lovely beds, just like all of you guys listening tonight, wherever you are. I'm sure you guys are warm. We are freezing here in studio. But uh, it's been an amazing show, Zoe. Final remarks? Yeah, I had a fun time. I can't wait for next mm. week. But before we go, we got to get these answers. I was going to say, we're missing things. Yes. We're missing things. Mm-hmm. So, so, the answer for this week's Groovy Movie, I believe we got some responses we from the did. audience. Can you tell us what you've seen on your side? Okay, so we've gotten six messages in total. However, he seemed to beat everyone to it. I think the song was still playing at the time and he jumped at it. Mm. So our winner for tonight is Chiz. I think let's all just give Chiz a round of applause right there. Well done, Chiz. Do you know, you sound like one of those um, people at the games. Well done, (laughs) Chiz. Yes, now we need to just give the answer for mm. the Bible quiz before we sign off completely. But and we said Chiz gave the answer, but we didn't tell them what it was. That's oh, so yes. true. It got slipped mm. my mind. So well. the answer is The Godfather. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Per. So now for the answer for this week's Bible quiz, the question being, how old was Adam? Adam. 